This is the Seedbed Daily Text Becoming the Wake Up Call which will launch on October the 3rd. Today's entry is in the midst of a top 10 greatest hit series. This one's called Growing Churches That Don't Grow People. Our text is Philippians 3 verses 15 and 16. All of us then who are mature should take such a view of things. And if on some point you think differently, that too God will make clear to you. Only let us live up to what we have already attained. Consider this. Mature. It's a word we don't really get too well. We see movies advertised for mature audiences, which presumably means children shouldn't see it, but it's okay for adults because they've already seen it all. They make dog food for mature dogs, which means they are old. When Paul says mature, he uses the Greek word teleos. In studying the Bible, we can get a fuller sense of how a writer is using a term by seeing how and where he uses it in other places in the Bible, and also how other speakers or writers use that term. That's where this gets interesting. This little word, teleos, is used by Jesus in one of the most challenging texts in all of Scripture, Matthew 5, 48. Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. To be perfect does not mean perfection, as we commonly think of the term. It means to be mature, possessed by a love of another magnitude of order, the very love of God. Your Paul, in his letter to the Hebrews, Therefore, let us move beyond the elementary teachings about Christ and be taken forward to maturity, not laying again the foundation of repentance from acts that lead to death and of faith in God. And to the Ephesians, until we all reach unity in the faith, and in the knowledge of the Son of God, and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ, Ephesians 4.13. And to the Corinthians, we do, however, speak a message of wisdom among the mature, but not the wisdom of this age or of the rulers of this age, who are coming to nothing. 1 Corinthians 2.6 We could go on and cite the references to the Romans and the Colossians and the Galatians and so on. You get the point. Paul did not measure church growth by numbers. He measured it by maturity. We mostly get it backwards today. Our primary question is, How do we grow the church? The real question is, how does the Holy Spirit grow people? As a consequence, 
We have nearly mastered the art of growing churches that don't grow people. We get people busy in all manner of Christian activity. But when it comes to the measuring the maturity of people, we have no metrics. And as they say, we manage what we measure. What if, instead of asking how we get people to come to church, or how we get people to come back, or how we get people involved or assimilated or tithing or in a home group or in a Sunday school or going on a mission trip or what we want people to know, what if we asked much deeper questions? The kinds of questions Jesus might ask. Who do we want people to become? How would we know it if we became it? What are the markers of mature faith? Who in our midst shows forth the qualities of perfect love in their lives? I've said it before and I won't stop saying it. But the primary reason we are arrested in our maturity is we don't have the kinds of relationships it takes to grow us into maturity. Mature faith and character simply do not happen alone. I would love for you to dialogue about this in your bands today and in our Facebook group. And by the way, if you haven't joined the Facebook group, and if you are a Facebook person, give it a shot. Good conversations are happening there. The prayer. Abba Father, we thank you for your Son Jesus, who is the exact image of God, the perfect representation of your being in human form. His life shows us what a real mature human being actually is. And your spirit makes it possible for us to live as such. Shake us free from our crowd-based, self-satisfied mediocrity. We want to be real Christians. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. The questions. How do you define the marks of mature and maturing faith? Who do you think of as a mature follower of Jesus? What makes that so? On a scale of 1 to 10, with 1 being infantile and 10 being saintly, where do you place yourself on the spectrum of maturity? And what words would you use to classify it? For The Awakening, I'm J.D. Walt.